Welcome to Glaucoma Traveller, episode 5, RAF Cosford Museum. So how did I get there? Well, there's an hourly service from Birmingham New Street to Cosford. It's the Shrewsbury service, and I took the 9 o'clock service from Birmingham New Street and got there about 35 minutes. It was slightly delayed, but the normal travelling time is 35 minutes. Once you're at Cosford Station, which is unmanned, unfortunately, if you've got mobility problems, then you've got severe problems. There are no lifts from Cosford Station to the roadside. There's only step access. Although these steps are, they're substantial and they are well pointed in the fact that you've got uh, yellow coloured railings going down. And although I went in the daytime, I imagine that the, uh, the lighting that is there would be adequate. I'm not saying it's a bit spectacular, but it'll be adequate. So if you have mobility problems, then you have got a problem. As far as the, the walk from the actual station entrance to Cosford itself, the museum itself, you need to be aware that there is a pavement as you get to the bottom and out of the station. There's the bridge to your left and to the right you walk along the pavement to the edge of the road. Unfortunately, there is no pavement after that. And there's a gr grass verge which runs the whole length of the road on the left-hand side. That takes you right up to where the gates are at Cosford Museum. But there's no, there's actually no pavement on either side of the road. So your choices are either to walk against the flow of traffic and then step off onto the grass verge. There's a small grass verge on the right-hand side. Or you do what I did and I just crossed over the road to the left-hand side and walked upon the grass verge, which is about two to three feet wide. Uh, fortunately, it was a good day. It was a nice sunny day and the grass was, the soil was quite hard. It wasn't soggy or anything like that, so it wasn't too bad. It's about a quarter of a mile or so, I'd say, walk. And so you've got to be fairly decent in your mobility to get there. But once you're at the gates, if you cross over then to the right-hand side, there's a pathway, a pedestrian walkway. And so that is a proper pavement, which you can walk and walk up this pavement towards the uh, car park, actually. What you'll probably see is a, there's a gate guardian playing just, just afterwards, after the entrance. You walk past that, you keep on going, and on, on your left-hand side, you'll see a welcome to Cosford on a hangar building. Keep going past that, and then there'll be a, a, a crossing, which you can either cross over there, or I just went a, bit, a little bit further onwards. I saw a couple of coaches in the distance, so I just walked up to where the coaches were, and then I crossed over into the car park that way. But you have to be careful on oncoming traffic. And so I got to the actual museum about, I'd say about 10 to 10. Uh, the museum opens at 10 o'clock. Fortunately, it was a bright sunny day, so there's no issues about waiting around um, in bad weather or anything like that, so that was fortunate for me. And I pre-booked my ticket online. It's free, but you they prefer you to pre-book your ticket and then they scan your ticket once you go in so they can control the numbers. And basically, the building you go, in, you go through is, is accessible. It's properly laid out, the entrances anyway. And as you walk through the building, you've got automatic doors. These doors sometimes are wide open, so they're not open and closing all the time. And you go through the doors, and on your right-hand side, there is a booth about 12 feet, 15 feet in front of you. Go to there, and then you'll show them your ticket on your phone. They scan it, and they'll let you, and then you can go through. The building itself is mainly, I believe, just for admin and just for training. And there's also a little cafe on one side and obviously toilets and everything and you go straight through past the ladies and jets toilet straight through and out the other side and then you're into the actual museum itself so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit later so let's talk a little about the accessibility of IF Cosford's museum 
what you have to be aware of is that it is an old RAF base and the hangars that they use for the exhibitions are very sort of industrial units so you, know, you can't expect too much from them but what I will say is that as I've described earlier about going through the main entrance uh, once you've gone through the main entrance and it's you come out to the side it's very well paved there's a drop curb uh, when you enter the go away from that entrance because there's the the nimrod is on your left hand side as you go out of the building the entrance building the main building and you cross over from there to the first hangar now the thing to remember is is that the surface is a it, although it's tarmacked it can be a little bit uneven in that it may not be perfectly flat and i think if i remember rightly the actual approach to the first hangar there's a little bit of a slope but it's as you walk into the main hangar it is step free access so that's really good and the doors are open automatically as well so once you're in that first hangar you need to be aware that you'll need to go through the doors and then to your right to get into the hangar as you go through the doors but if you just go straight ahead and to your right and go through the entrance into the hangar I mean today was a very bright day it was sunlight outside so it was quite nice and bright inside the, the thing to remember is that there are cordons around the aircraft as you go around but these cordons aren't really although they're sort of um, they're not fixed cords as such they're they're um, they're sort of um, in the ground movable stands in the ground but they've got wire running through them so you can approach them and so and you walk into a little wire you won't be hurt by it all but it's it's it gives and these structures are about a foot or so off the ground so as you approach them if you do go you will go underneath them because it's you know one foot high off the ground and the wire you can push against the little wire not not highly tensioned but you know you you've hit the wire in some hangers you'll see a, a pat on the floor where the pattern may be a dark colour where the aircraft are standing on and the light colour is, is the walkway around the only other thing I would suggest is that, you, is that if you have a visual impairment you, you take your time you don't try and rush around uh, because obviously you've got different aircraft that will have wings at different heights so although they do a very good job of pacing them uh, out amongst amongst the hangar so there's you know it's not that oh, they're not all chucked together near one another they're, they're quite spaced out you need to be aware that of, the, of the height of the wings so you don't bump your head it's more than likely you, your height that you will go underneath all the wings so that shouldn't be a, a problem but especially if you're going to the experimental part where you have a lot of swept wing aircraft those wings tend not to be above head height so you need to be aware that you're going to meet that about you know four foot five foot maybe and so if, if that's the experimental hangar and then if you go into say the cold war hangar you have to be, be aware at the moment and certainly when i was there that the lighting is okay but it is dark it was quite dark in there and uh, as you go through the through the entrance you enter on the higher level because there's two levels the floor ground and first floor you enter on the higher level 
and so the aircraft there you walk across the top there and you can look down on the aircraft below um, I found that for me anyway it was okay but I could see other people may struggle with that also at the very far end there are steps to go down or you can use a lift and I found that the, the switch to the lift was a little bit difficult for me to find I've actually got there and then once in the lift it was thought it was okay but maybe they could do with some sort of surround around a switch that takes you down like a colour around the around the switch so you could find it easily because it's silver metal on silver metal sort of thing which is what most of these lifts are like these days so maybe they could do something with that and then once you're on the ground level there is an awful lot of aircraft there on the ground on the, on the, on the ground floor and you have to be aware of especially aircraft with propellers and of course the, the wings so, and mo mo the vast majority of the wings you would just walk underneath them because they're at a height which is obviously higher than you unless you're an absolute giant but the propellers are the things that you need to avoid and take but they did try and do a very good job of, of like a spacing aircraft out or other items such as cars and vehicles that they have downstairs as well so i would say that my experience of the Cold War hangar was maybe they could do with a bit more lighting in there. Even though the, the window, the great big long window with it, you get light on a sunny day. I imagine if it, I mean, obviously if it was a dark, then probably would, they would turn the lights on. But I, th I think they could do a little bit more lighting in there. Then we go to the transport hangar. That, that hangar is really nice and bright, just like the... In fact, I thought, I thought that hangar was brighter than the experimental hangar, actually, at the time. And of course, the transport aircraft, you expect those aircraft to wings to be higher. And in the same vein, the, in, in all the hangars, it's exactly the same. You have a walkway where you walk around, which is sometimes different colours. Also got the, the wire running around the bottom. And so it's exactly the same in each hangar in that respect. But I thought the transport hangar was, was a bit lighter. And then... If you go into Second World War hangar, that's very similar. And there again, you have a mixture of planes, which will be either low wing or high wing, depending on the type of plane they are. They're all cordoned off. I would say that um, there again, because it's World War Two, there's only two or three jet planes, because there's not that many jet planes in World War Two, and it's mainly propeller aircraft so when walking around you need to be conscious of that but there's there's lots of, of volunteers you can ask for advice and they're quite charted and, and they're very informative about what's going on so I, I think on the whole that if you had a problem you could you could approach the volunteers that wear light blue jackets on them or t-shirts and i'm sure you if you approach them they're more than happy to help you when you're walking from a hangar to another hangar and you have to cross over the road. You need to be aware that the, there's a slight incline into the road, like a dip, more than likely. Like a, some of the roads aren't level as you would expect in a you know, normal road. So it's, it's not a huge bump, but it's like incline, shall I say, between one hangar and the next hangar. So just be careful about when walking. I know when I walked from one hangar to the other, I sort of I didn't trip, but I, I just misjudged the incline a little bit. And it's not, when I say incline, it's like a, a curved surface rather than a, anything dramatic. But it's just that change from level to slightly less 
it's a change from the level, from a level ground to an unlevel ground, even though the ground is tarmacked. And so you, you need to be slightly aware of that. And there's drop curbs as well on the, the whole site as well. Around the children's area, children's play area as well, there's, there's railings there and everything to protect people. So on the whole, for a, a site such as this, I thought on the whole it was really, really good accessibility-wise. Um, but you just have to be a bit, use a little bit of common sense. And, and I think one or two things, you know, what, you know, it's one, one of these things that you will not get everything 100%, but I would say that if a wheelchair user or you have impaired mobility, it's a really decent place to go, especially with the staff being so welcoming and friendly. I, I think you wouldn't find any problems there being helped if you needed help at all. So I'm going to give the RF Cosford Museum a high rating for accessibility and just a genuinely nice place to visit. So yes, there are, there are problems, but these problems aren't unsurmountable. And I'm sure, like I said before, if there was a problem, they would help you. So my advice to you would be to go visit RF Cosford, have a look at the fantastic exhibits there and just enjoy it for what it is. And I think you'll really enjoy the visit. So that's all. See you later.